Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, Believing is Seeing. Our text, John the 11th chapter, the 17th through the 27th verses. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said, Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. While this section of the 11th chapter of John is often entitled The Death of Lazarus, that event occupies only a small part of the text. The Lazarus resurrection is the miraculous climax of the story. But the story actually revolves around one of Jesus' closest personal relationships, his friendship with Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Mary and Martha, as the text just said, send word to Jesus that their brother is seriously ill. Now, at this point, we're not sure exactly what they want from Jesus. But because there is a personal relationship, they're all good friends, Jesus has been to their home several times, it really doesn't matter. We all know that sometimes you don't want a friend to do anything just to be there for support, encouragement, comfort. Reliability is the key to a good relationship. The sisters expect Jesus to respond quickly, but he does not. As a matter of fact, he waits four days before he arrives in Bethany. It's the wait that drives much of the conversation in this story. We know that this wait will result in a happy ending, but there is a message in the wait itself. There are always important lessons when you have to wait for God. When Jesus receives word that Lazarus is dead, he says to the disciples, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. This is one of the keys to the raising of Lazarus. Every once in a while, Jesus chooses to display his awesome power in a miraculous way. He doesn't do it all the time. He doesn't have to do it. But when he does it, When the miracle happens, when the dead comes back to life, when the spirit moves mightily in your atmosphere, it's not Superman flying into the rescue. It's not a genie in the bottle. When Jesus steps into your circumstances and the impossible becomes possible, it is so you may believe. That's why miracles happen. Because otherwise they'd happen all the time. But they don't. It is so you may believe. Jesus gets to the house and Martha, an assertive type, runs out to launch her complaint about his tardiness. If you had been here, she says, my brother would not have died. Now, this tells us a couple of things about Martha. 
There's a sense of intimacy in her words. There's some history here. She has confidence in Jesus. She knows something about who he is and his power. This exchange also offers us some valuable insight into what Martha believes, where she is on her faith journey. She says to the Lord, but even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. In other words, this is what I believe. This is why I called you. Martha knows Jesus. She knows that Jesus has a relationship with God and can do something for her brother even now. Most folks know something about Jesus. You can stop anybody on the streets and they can tell you a little something, whether they're Christian or not. But a little something is not enough for Jesus. Jesus says to Martha, your brother will rise again. Now, this is one of those emphatic, radical, line-in-the-sand statements that God makes that focuses us on the signs of God's miraculous presence in the world. Signs to make us believe. God's signs are sent to warn, to deter, to console, to enlighten, to encourage or direct us. Mostly, they signify God's presence in the world. Martha's response, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. You have to wonder here, what exactly does Martha believe? There's a bit of confusion. On one hand, she seems to be looking for a miracle. She says, even now, I know God will give you whatever you ask. But in the very next breath, she retreats from that expectation to a more general, less passionate statement of her belief. In other words, she settles for a little something-something. I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. The idea of people rising in a resurrection at the last day was an orthodox, Pharisaic belief. Anyone who studied under the Pharisees learned that, you know, that was was the reality. It was not indicative of any real understanding of Jesus' power. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. You see, Martha is expressing what a lot of us feel. We are ambivalent in exactly what we believe about Jesus, who we believe Jesus to be and what he can do. It comes down to the difference between seeing is believing and Believing is seeing. Remember after the resurrection when doubting Thomas says he's not going to believe Jesus has risen until he can touch Jesus? The Lord obliges and then says to Thomas, you believe because you've seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen and believed. Now the world says seeing is believing. Everything has to be based on evidence. But the Christian life is built on the foundation of believing is seeing. That's how we understand God's reality. It is our willingness to believe in Jesus and to believe Jesus. It's like the Clark sisters' song. I'm looking for a miracle, expecting the impossible, feeling the intangible, seeing the invisible. The more you believe, the more you see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. What do you believe? Belief is defined as the acceptance that something is true. At least that's how it's defined in the world. It is faith, trust, confidence, one of the most 
disturbing but instructive lessons from this election is the revelation of just how politically divided this country really is. Half the country believes one reality and the other half believes a totally different reality. Beliefs govern nearly everything we do, how we vote, who we listen to, how we live, where we go. It is a fundamental, essential human component. Social scientists will tell you that believing is a result of evolution. As humankind evolved, we had to find a way to make sense out of a dangerous world. The spiritual perspective, which is based in God's word, is that God created us to believe in God. God created us to believe God, and God created us to rejoice in God. According to the prophet Jeremiah, God says, I will make an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to my people, and I will put the fear of me in their hearts so they may not turn from me. Augustine wrote, Our hearts are restless until they rest in God. God created us to search, to long for God. There's always a choice, however. There is always a choice. Many of us who proclaim Christianity are stuck in what I call situational faith. We approach faith like we approach everything else, like a light switch, turning it off and on as we need. Our beliefs become tied into a specific outcome. There are instances in the Bible where God requires a person or a nation to believe him for one thing, But that is really only a part of who God is. Faith should not be outcome-focused. Faith should be God-focused. Now, you know, everybody goes to church, performs the rituals, but that's not really believing. Believing Jesus means trusting Jesus day in and day out. Knowing Jesus, growing in Jesus, is making him the Lord of your life, the ruler of your life, the master of your life, Day in, day out, 24-7. So you want to review how we do that? 2 Peter 1.5 says, Make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's 2 Peter 1.5. So there's a way to do this. There's a way to get to that point that you believe and believing helps you see. There is action in this belief that results in growth in your Christian character and the practice of moral discipline. You got to work at some of these things. You know, we talk about we're saved by grace, and that's true, but you do have to work on your own development because if you don't work at these things, that belief can fade and become situational, dependent on what your blessing is for that day. You have to ask yourself if you really believe or if you're just going through the motions. You need to really think about what you believe. And yes, belief can be a struggle. And yes, believing is dynamic. It is passion. And yes, believing takes time. I want you to believe Jesus, and then I know you're going to see so much more of Jesus, so much more of God's grace. I believe that you are the Christ 
I believe anything can change. Yes, Lord, I believe you can raise the dead. I believe you can do the impossible. Believing is seeing. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. And remember, our summer Sunday worship schedule, which is in effect right now, is at 10 o'clock. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116.